Well, thank you for being my friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media in their professional careers and to promote their businesses. And I am absolutely delighted today to be here with Sabrina Risley. Um, Sabrina is who I would consider to be the best, best networker I know. Um, you know, so not only online, but out in the real world. And so I really wanted to talk to Sabrina today about networking and really, really get into how people can network better. And, you know, whether it's promoting themselves, promoting their businesses, all of those various things. So let me give me a, give you a little bit of information about Sabrina. She is the owner and founder of Behind the Moon, Inc., which was um, launched in October of 2003, which and gave its first networking event in June of 2004. Sabrina calls upon more than 20 years of experience, she started when she was two, in executive recruiting, corporate training, and vendor relations to do what she does today, which is connect entrepreneurs and professionals for the purposes of networking, learning practical skills, and giving back to their community. She and her team organized 13 monthly networking events, providing a unique means for entrepreneurs to promote and grow their businesses and the businesses of others, and an environment that fosters the greatest opportunity to network, meet new people, and form relationships. The environment of Behind the Moon networking events is one of being authentic and giving rather than getting. Sabrina is often quoted as saying, if everyone gives more, everyone stands to receive more. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about her bio later. But first, I just want to say welcome and thank you so much, Sabrina, for being here today. <laughs> thank you. You know, and, and Sabrina really is just so incredibly connected. And, and that's what I want to talk about today is how do you get connected? So how did you decide? You know, you, your bio mentioned the fact that you've been doing a variety of things for 20 years. So how did you decide to found Behind the Moon and, and start helping people with their networking? Uh, like you said, um, you know, Behind the Moon started as something very different um, in 2003. We had our first networking event in 2004 and, and really just by chance started expanding to other areas. I wanted to move the networking event closer to home. And so I started an, an event in my city. And so suddenly we had two. And then it became three and really word just started spreading about what we were doing just grassroots networking um, but I would say probably in 06 and 07 is when I really started observing what people were doing mm -hmm. that were successful who how are they networking what are they doing differently from others even maybe from what I was doing right and um, so I really just started studying and writing about that and trying to figure out how to help people do what mm -hmm. I observed these folks doing that was so successful, much of which is the giving versus getting and right. adding value and mm -hmm. helping others and connecting. Well, and it's funny because back in, you know, the, the early uh, part of this century, you know, late 1990s also, there was a networking event, it seemed like every minute. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you really wanted to network hard, you could go to a lunch, you could go to a dinner every day, all of those things. And to me, it was one of those things where you went and you handed out your business card to as many people as you possibly could, and then you moved on quickly, and you never really develop relationships with people. Mm -hmm. We call that drive-by networking, yes. and you just try to collect as many cards as possible. And so what I like to teach people, and the, the folks that I see that do the best are those, really, they're strategically networking, looking for 
people and and professionals in their industry that supports what they do. Right. So if I'm a massage therapist, I'm looking for maybe chiropractors and uh, uh, acupuncturists or or other industries that Mm -hmm. are aligned with what I do and who may have the same target market. Their clients are the same. So rather than networking and trying to sell my services to anyone that's at the event, Mm -hmm. I'm asking them if they know anyone in those industries. Right. So many people come to an event, whether mine or someone else's, and and say, you know, I really can't sell to your people that Mm -hmm. are here. But really, if we stop that mindset and think instead, who maybe do they know Mm -hmm. that I need to connect with? Or who do I know that I can connect them with? Right. You know, and, and I know that you're a, a huge follower and supporter of Bob Berg. Yes. And I remember in one of Bob's books, he talks about the fact that we're all connected with about 250 people. Mm-hmm. And they kind of came to that conclusion based on funerals and weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people would come to your wedding and or your funeral? You know, I hope that 250 would come to mind. And, and so that right there, you think, wow, 250 people. But then it's who do those 250 people know and who do those 250 people know. And so to really go about it strategically, though, I think is the, is the key, and that's why you're so successful at this. Yeah, Alicia Huck, a uh, very sassy sales and marketing coach out there here in Denver, uh, coined the phrase, which I love, death by coffee. Oh, yes. And um, I took one of her longer articles and used it for my blog post for January. Mm -hmm. We can go out there and and meet with so many people and have these one-on-one coffees. And folks that we meet at networking events, we know that's not where it should stop. We should meet with them afterwards. Mm -hmm. But you can just literally death by coffee mm-hmm. meeting with so many people. So be strategic about right. it and focus on those whom either you can help or they can help you. Where mm-hmm. it's mutual and not everyone. Um, it's not a good fit sometimes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, and, and they appreciate the honesty. To, mm-hmm. You know, if you tell them, you know what, this is not just not really going to work out. I love having your information. I'm happy to pass it on. But, you know, they don't want to spend an hour, two hours having death by coffee if it's not going to work for them either. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things, you know, that being strategic really is the key because, you know, especially as a new business owner, your first thought is, I have to make as many contacts as I can. That's great, but all of those people aren't going to be your potential customers or clients. Mm-hmm. And and if you have spent too much time on either the lunches, the breakfast, j- even just the, the meetings, the, the coffees, all those things, then you're not doing what you need to be doing. Yes, exactly. I, I always tell people, find a few groups or a few organizations that you can network with. Mm-hmm. Um, pick maybe one or however many you want to do in a week, but Mm -hmm. more is not always better Mm -hmm. because you need to be able to follow up and form relationships with the people that you're meeting. But find those where where you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Know who 10 complementary industries are for your business Ah. and seek out 10 people Mm -hmm. in each of those industries. And suddenly you have possibly 100 referral Mm -hmm. partners. Well, and... You know, it's it's scary to to start thinking strategically because we have been taught quantity versus quality. I remember when I first started my business, I did the let's see how many lunches I can go to and how many coffees I can have. And I did that for a while. And then my eye opener was when I talked to my accountant. 
And they said, how much are you spending on all of these lunches? And I said, oh, oh, mm. and then they said, how much did you get back? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes it's not an even ROI, you know, and, and, and I do expect that on occasion. But I was spending a small fortune having lots of really fun lunches with people and gathering up all these business cards and not remembering a single person I talked to. Yes. Yeah, not effective networking at all. So a strategy, while it can be scary, when mm-hmm. you are focused and you know what you need to do that day, you buckle down, or that day at the event, you buckle down, you do those things, you focus on mm-hmm. who you need to find, right? and then you ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to talk to people about changing our mindset before going in to one of giving and helping. Mm-hmm. So as much as you need to connect with people of a, uh, in a certain industry, you want to help others do that as well. And maybe show them, you know, or ask them who, what industries mm-hmm. are complementary to your own and ask them right. so maybe you can help them. Cool. You know, and, and it, it's almost where it's better to come back with, with more business cards of good leads than you gave out. Absolutely. Oh, yes. You know, and I always tell people, networking etiquette, you never offer your card unless it's right. asked for. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was funny. I went to a, a very large networking event one time, and, I mean, there were several hundred people there. And there was a small group of us that were standing around chatting, and some of us knew each other. Some of us didn't. You know, it's a it, typical networking thing. You know, it, we, we gravitate towards those we know to at least catch up a little bit. But, you know, so we were there chatting, and this woman races up to us, and she basically forces her business card onto all of us. It was, here, 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 here. And then she turned around to leave. Mm-hmm. And one of us snagged her, and we said, wait, 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 come back here. This is a networking event. What is it that you're doing? And with a perfectly straight face, because she was serious about this, she said, oh, I bet my husband that I could give away all my 250 business cards that I just got today. Bye! Hmm. And every single one of us threw her card in the trash. Yeah. You know, and, and so she probably won her bet with her husband, but it was a complete and total waste of time mm-hmm. because she didn't even say, hi, my name is. I mean, it was here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she could have just thrown them in the trash and right. said, yes, I got rid of yeah, them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just cheated. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and I do find that at events that I go to, mm-hmm. and I do try to be very strategic about where I go, but mm-hmm. it's nice to explore, you know, if there's a new event out there or something like that. Sometimes I go to those. But I do wonder about the people who who are there just to see how many of their business cards they can hand out. Yeah, absolutely. I I find, you know, if you're chatting with someone, always even try to get to learn a little bit about them, Mm -hmm. what their interests are, what commonality do we have. So you are in advertising, but Mm -hmm. what do you like to do in your spare time, Mm -hmm. your free time? Because as we know, people like to do business with friends, Mm -hmm. with people they like, they've come to know Mm -hmm. and trust. Right. So getting a little bit personal mm-hmm. and learning about what people like to do on the weekends and what kind of weekend warrior they are mm-hmm. um, just leads to a different relationship right. and sets someone apart from everyone else mm-hmm. that's there doing the same work as right. they do. And, and of course, for me, that's where social media comes in mm-hmm. because we do get to see, you know, depending on, on who's posting and how they're posting, you know, what somebody watched on TV, you know, if they, what sports teams they follow, all of those various things. It, unfortunately, a lot of political stuff right now, so that's always very entertaining. But, you know, it, it is a great way for people to establish that relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. I was playing Words with Friends. Mm, yes, that silly game. <laughs> Me too. And, and my husband, you know, the other day said something about, who are you playing with? And I said, well, this person I've never met. Which, you know, he didn't really think too much about that. It's an online game, so who cares? And I said, but you need to understand, this woman just included several of my Facebook pages in her book 
on Facebook for Dummies. Mm -hmm. And all we've ever done is met virtually online. Mm -hmm. But we developed enough of a business relationship there that she felt very comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. You know, and and, uh, to me, that really is the cool thing about social media is, you know, you've got your physical location, which is great. You know, you cannot give up networking in person. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, to me, that is still the best Mm -hmm. way. But you can extend your boundaries to wherever. You know, I'm extending mine now to Atlanta, you know, Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. work on meeting people down there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I tell people... When you meet in person, take that relationship a step further and mm-hmm. connect with them online. And that's where they will get to interact with mm-hmm. you more right. sometimes than they can in person. They can see what you're doing, see what you're posting. You, see, I mean, it's back and forth. Mm-hmm. You both see each other. You can communicate online. But they get to see a different right. side of you, mm-hmm. whether it's personal. I use Facebook for my business mm-hmm. mostly. But I share. I learned a few years ago. Um, from a mentor of mine to share what's going on Mm -hmm. a little bit um, personally as well because people connect with the Mm -hmm. person. And, you know, there are always those people who are the TMI folks. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so just post a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody who goes to my Facebook page knows that I love the TV show Glee. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a huge supporter of CU uh, Sports, which is, you know, now people are starting to ask me what we're going to do once we move to Atlanta. But, you know, they see just those little pieces, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I might mention a book that I'm reading, you know, a a little bit here and there, but it has led to business relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people really can identify with you, Mm -hmm. connect with you. That they want to start following you. Mm-hmm. They, they. I mean, I. There are people I'm connected to that I've not met in person, connected online. That I feel like I know them just as though mm-hmm. I right. was friends with them in the city. You know, and and to me, it's fun. You mm-hmm. know, and and but it is work to mm-hmm. to have to do all of this. And so, you know, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about how to start networking. You know, mm-hmm. you've never networked before and you're absolutely terrified. How do you start networking? Okay.
You do have a friend in me. I am Deb Creer, the socialite. I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am absolutely delighted today that my guest is Sabrina Risley, who is the queen of networking, both online and offline. It's it's funny. People you know, will comment to me that I'm so well-connected. I'm like, no, not <laughs> compared to Sabrina. And, and that is because of the business Behind the Moon, which is a networking organization. So tell us about how we find information on Behind the Moon? Well, certainly on our website, BehindTheMoonInc.com. You know, we have a list of our, uh, a calendar of our events there, uh, but also we have a Facebook page, um, Behind the Moon Inc. You Mm -hmm. can go there as well. Um, You know, and and a lot of people often ask me how to even find out where they can learn about other networking events. Mm -hmm. A wonderful website, uh, Places2Network.com. Great. And it's with the number two, right? Number two, Places2Network.com. Heather has done an outstanding job on that website. By the end of the month, um, there are over 100 uh, networking events wow. posted on her site. Nice. All of ours are there as mm-hmm. well. But then you see, you know, we have 13 networking events every month with Behind the Moon, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, 90-some mm-hmm. other events right. going on throughout the city, Denver metro area. Right, and, and as we mentioned in the first segment, you need to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's industry-specific, maybe it's a location. You mm-hmm. know, for some people, it really does depend on, I'm not going to drive to the tech center, or I'm not going to drive up north, or, you know, all those various things. So find what works for you. But say you're just starting out. You know, I I teach at Metro, and my students range from about 18, 19 years old to, you know, more mature students who are going back to get a degree. So I was talking to them last week about the job search. You know, some of them are freshmen. Most are are upperclassmen. But I told them, you know, the biggest thing is you have to network. And we had a guest speaker who came in and said that 75% of the jobs are gotten through networking. And... You know, every time I mentioned the word networking, I got this deer and headlights look from my students. They didn't have a clue mm-hmm. how to network. You know, how do you start networking? Maybe you've been a housewife and, and you're going back into the, the career. Maybe you've you had a long time career and you're deciding to change. So how do you even get started networking? Uh, well, first, I would say visit online to find out where. Mm-hmm. What's available? Mm-hmm. What's being offered? So Facebook, there's events on Facebook, meetup.com, places to network, Denver Business Journal, right. Denver Post, so your community websites. And like you mentioned, in, is it are you looking for something industry-specific, mm-hmm. uh, a certain geography, a certain, you know... Um, Some of them, it's a price range. Yes, I was, I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to say that, but <laughs> is it a, you know, what, what types of people, mm-hmm. caliber... Right. Profession, types mm-hmm. of professionals, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. So identify that first, and really you have to shop around. Right. I would say give each group at one to, well, at least once. Mm-hmm. Obviously visit them. You can't visit them all once. But those that pique your interest, mm-hmm. try to visit up to three times before you make your final decision. Right. Uh, and do you feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Is this your target market, mm-hmm. or are they connected to your target right. market? Right. And you have to talk to people in order to find mm-hmm. that out. Can't walk into a room and judge and then walk out and say, that was not for me. Mm-hmm. So you really need to take the time to have conversations, meet people, introduce yourself, and get out there. People, you know, standing there against the wall is not going to get you anywhere. Well, and, you know, I think this is one of the tips that you had one time for uh, Behind the Moon is, you know, find the other person who's standing up against the wall absolutely terrified mm-hmm. and go be terrified with them but as you you know as you're more comfortable talking to them 
then, you know, the, the two of you can then venture into the room and talk a little bit more. And, of course, once there's a group of two, other people want to join it mm-hmm. because they want to see what's going on. So find the other poor little wallflower who maybe they are terrified of being there. Maybe it's just a bad day and they didn't want to network. You know, what other tips do you have for people, especially, you know, if they really truly have never been to a networking event and are terrified of just even walking in that room? Well, you know, many of the groups these days, you're allowed to do a 30-second introduction. Mm -hmm. So maybe know what you're going to say for that. Definitely stick to 30 seconds and don't go over. Mm -hmm. Uh, People start getting distracted and annoyed with you. So you definitely don't want to annoy. Right. So practice and write it down in advance. And write it on a a Rolodex, like Mm -hmm. a little card, a 3 by 5 card if you have to. um, And read it and say, this is brand new for me. I'm just going to read. People appreciate and let you off the hook a little bit and are empathetic when they know that you're Mm -hmm. nervous. So, um, you know, have your business cards, have your appointment book. Uh, just be prepared and know. You don't have to know what's going to happen at the mm-hmm. event, but be prepared if you meet someone that you want to connect with by having your cards and, and material to give them should they ask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and have something to collect as well from other people. Mm-hmm. Where are you putting that stuff? But um, I th- I'd say a lot of it is mindset mm-hmm. and knowing what you're there for, to meet people, to add value, to help them be a connector, not a collector of mm-hmm. cards, and that drive-by networker that we're talking about. Try not to talk about yourself. If you're asked, yes, you mm-hmm. know, answer questions, but try to do the asking and find out and learn about right. people and who do you know in your world that you can connect mm-hmm. them to. Yeah. And, you know, it's not. It's definitely not about making a sale that day. Mm-hmm. Because Sometimes pe- it works out it as a fluke, but almost does. never. You know, people say, what, you do X, Y, Z? I need X, Y, Z. I absolutely needed that. And they take that mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, perfect timing. So, but be there knowing and having the intention of forming relationships with people that you connect with that, you know, whether you have common mm-hmm. interests or they are just a tool right. that you can have mm-hmm. in your toolkit. Well, and you've also talked about going with a buddy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's not you stick to them like glue and you only talk to each other. But when you've got somebody there that, you know, so you're not standing there talking to yourself or, you know, over by the wall, things like that, it does tend to make things much easier. And maybe that buddy is somebody who's been there before or maybe both of you are newbies. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's I, I really like that tip that you had. Yeah, as long as you don't just hang out with right. each other. And sometimes when we go to an event and we see someone that we know, we tend to gravitate mm-hmm. towards them and want to hang out right. with them. Especially if we haven't seen them in a while, mm-hmm. you want to catch up. So, you know. yeah, but I do say, you know, you need to get the most out of your mm-hmm. time while you're there. So catch up quick right. and move on. Mm-hmm. But um, know that they're there if you, you know, feel awkward mm-hmm. and feel out of place. But if if you're going to an event where you frequent and mm-hmm. you know how it works, when you see that new new person walk in the door, if it's one that's not like a leads group, it's open networking mm-hmm. to right. anyone, but greet those people who are new and mm-hmm. kind of show them the ropes, take them under your wing, mm-hmm. they will appreciate that. Most you never definitely. know. They may be that next customer mm-hmm. for you or for someone that you know mm-hmm. in your Rolodex. Well, and, you know, it's it's just the nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and we do get caught up in... You know, I have to go, I have to make the sale, I have to do all of those things. And we forget that, you know, maybe we're comfortable being there, but at one point we might not have been. Mm-hmm. So you'll know, pay it forward. Go back and, and find that person. Absolutely. To me, one of the, now, you know, I'm I'm so shy. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I could walk up and make friends with a lamppost, many people have said. But there are times where it is hard for me to network, especially mm-hmm. if I can tell that people really know each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a new group for me. One of the hardest things for me is when a small group of, you know, two, three, four people, however many, 
are already talking to each other. Mm-hmm. How do I insert myself without the, hi, how are you? Here's my card, here, here, here thing. You know, how, how do you kind of do that? Oh, gosh. You know, some of that is just instinct. And mm-hmm. wh- what do you feel? Maybe it's just walking up just standing outside of the circle. Right. I always Maybe tell they'll people, make the, the circle bigger. Yes, and I, I always tell people, and I'm very cognizant of how I network mm-hmm. because it is my life, mm-hmm. but never close a circle. Mm-hmm. So leave it a little bit open okay. for people to come in, or when you see someone, bring them in. Um, the other thing you may want to do if you're new at a networking event is find the person that seems to be the butterfly floating around ah. and ask them mm-hmm. to introduce you or say, Ask them who you need to meet. Right. This is what I do. Who is here? Who do you think I can meet mm-hmm. that, you know, I can help or can help me? Mm-hmm. Well, and if it's an event that, you know, possibly you could get a, a list of attendees in advance, mm-hmm. that's always good, you mm-hmm. know, because then you can do a little bit of research on them. You can find that person that you need to meet, and then you make it your goal to go and find, you know, Bob Smith or, or whoever it is. But don't do it single-mindedly, you know, yes. <laughs> at the, sorry, I can't talk now. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm looking for Bob. I'm looking for Bob. Um, you know, and, and I've seen people do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew that they were there to meet one single person mm-hmm. or, you know, two or, or ten or however many, and, and they bypass some of their best contacts. Don't even know, yeah, if you don't give people right. a chance. Yeah. And then, you know, Bob Smith wasn't even there, and people mm-hmm. thought, well, wasn't she just rude? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I to me, one of the best books that I have ever found um, is a book by Deborah Fine on the fine art of small talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned, I'm, you know, so shy, and I have trouble making conversations. <laughs> but and, 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 of course, I jest. But I got so much out of that book, especially on how to network. And, and one of the big things that Deborah talks about is before you go in, know what you're going to do. You know, are you there to meet five people? Are you there to, you know, to find that one person and plan your strategy around, especially if you're nervous about networking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, um, I have not read that book. I have heard that before. It's very good. One of the other tips, and I just love this one was how to escape from Uh the person that is talking your leg off, whether it's a good buddy or, you know, somebody you just met, but you really do. Now, if it's a good buddy, you just say, shut up. I need to go somewhere else. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so you've, you've talked to that person and they're just jibber, jabber, jibber, jabber, jibber, jabber, jibber, jibber, and, and they won't let you get in. And, and so what she suggests is you have to have an escape, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, there's someone I know I need to go see them. This was great. I want to go through the buffet line, all those various things. But her big point was whatever you tell them, then go do it. Absolutely. You know, don't tell somebody, gee, I'm going to go to the buffet line and then go the opposite direction Mm -hmm. because then they know you just escaped from Mm -hmm. them. Well, and the other thing people I hear them say, well, why don't you give me your card and I can Mm -hmm. follow up and and let's move on. You know, give me your card and let's Mm -hmm. continue another time. Mm -hmm. If you're not truly interested in Mm -hmm. following up or continuing a relationship, Mm -hmm. do not ask for the card because then you're, when you don't follow Mm -hmm. up, it's apparent and obvious. Yeah. You know. You know, and I I was thinking about this. This is uh, what I consider business card etiquette. And it was funny because uh, one of my students last semester at Metro told me this. And it's a Japanese custom. And he said, when you hand, mm-hmm. when, when you are handed someone's business card, they should hand it to you so that you can read it, you know, so that it's not upside down, backwards, all those various things. Take it with two hands and actually stop and look at it and read it. And then don't just put it in your pocket, your purse, toss it on the table. Put it in a place of honor. Because for the Japanese, your business card is an extension of yourself. And mm-hmm. so if you show disrespect to that card, you disrespected them. And so I noticed I started doing that. You know, I hand people my card so that they can read it. Typically, then they do take it and look at it. My card is two-sided, so, you know, I, I hand it to them the, the side that I want them to read first. 
And and it is funny how they react to that. You know, they, they do treat it differently. For me, one of the things, I'm not always very good with names. In fact, I'm horrible with names. Looking at that card gives me that little time to, to really think, okay, this person is Bob, this person is Trish, this person is, and so I've kind of collected myself by looking at that card, and I just thought that was, was a great piece of, of information. Well, and, and bless those cards that have a picture on them. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, my, mine has my picture on it. In fact, it's the picture that I use for, for all of my professional things, you know, that whole branding thing. You know, I, I follow what, what people say about branding. So it's the same picture on everything. But I have so many people who know me just by my picture because of my business card. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, another good thing is to carry around like a fine point mm-hmm. Sharpie. Yep. Some people have glossy cards you can't write on them. But make, make a few quick notes, mm-hmm. you know, on the business card about the person or what you want to connect with them about later or what their interest was or who you need to connect mm-hmm. them to. Right. You know, whatever the case may be. Cool. And do that. Okay, great. Well, we are at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a quick break and come back, and let's talk about how you follow up after a networking event, because to me, that ends up being the thing that we do the worst. Mm-hmm. Great. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite. We are here with Sabrina Risley, and we're talking about effective networking, whether it's online or out in the real world. So let's talk about you've been to the event, you know, or you met somebody online, and, you know, well, let's, no, let's go back to face-to-face. So you've been to the event, you've met 10, 15 people, you know, because you were strategic about it, so you didn't go and get 30, 40 business cards. Now what? 
You know, you, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just oh, kidding. No. Oh, no, I don't know. You're asking me? <laughs> well, first of all, do you have a customer relationship management system? You know, where are you going to track these people? So our, My box. Yes, exactly. I have exactly. a box I have that a shoe I put box. my cards in. Yes. And I write on them yes. so I know where I met them. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a system, too. That is your yeah, CRM system. Works. Okay, and some people have a binder, and people are mm-hmm. categorized by industry. Um, I use Zoho.com, ah. Z-O-H-O.com. It's a free CRM Ooh, tool free. online. We love free. Zoho.com. Zoho, and you can upgrade if you want more capabilities. Okay. So I do use a paid version. Um, you know, but there's... You know, you can use Outlook or I don't know what, what are right. some, out, some others out there. So what's your system or do you scan your business mm-hmm. card and then have them in, in an access database? But, and then what are you doing with them? What's my right. plan with this person? Yeah, don't just put them in the box. No. Yeah. You do need to do something with them, whether it's, you know, depending on the type of relationship you want to form with them, maybe it, it is there. They have a an interest in hiking, ask mm-hmm. them to go hiking. So there's a certain number of touches that need mm-hmm. to happen to form a, a stronger relationship. Right. So it's not all about constantly reaching out and trying to sell or convince or, you know, mm-hmm. um, pushing yourself on others, but how can you engage them and pull them into your life a little bit more or get involved in theirs, mm-hmm. whether it's personally because you have a common interest mm-hmm. or inviting them to the next networking event right. or confirming they're going to be there and meeting there or inviting them to workshops or giving them, mailing them an article that you found you, that you know they'd mm-hmm. be interested in or connecting them to someone. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to stay in touch and follow up afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's not doing the same type of follow-up a set number of times. Mm-hmm. I would say pulling in a variety okay. over the course of a few mm-hmm. months is what is going to firm up that relationship. Well, and how soon should you follow up with somebody? I mean, that depends. Uh, if it's someone that you that's really a strong power partner for you. So they're in a, mm-hmm. an industry that supplements or complements your own. Uh, why not call right away or right at the event and set an appointment, a follow-up mm-hmm. appointment to meet for coffee or chat over the phone? How many coffees can we do? That driving right. everywhere takes time. But we love so, Skype. So, yeah, <laughs> Skype and, or a phone mm-hmm. you know, chat, just something to uh, consolidate our time a little bit better and, and find out what how can we help each other mm-hmm. and how can we really work together? Right. So, you know, it depends on your interest. If, if, if you're not interested in following up with someone, that's okay. Don't. Maybe there's nothing mm-hmm. there for you that's pulling you to continue that mm-hmm. relationship. You know, you've mentioned several times doing things like sending them a link to an article where, you know, it's something they might be interested in or putting in putting them in contact with somebody. So it is about giving back to them. Let's let's talk more about that because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really did used to be that networking was all about what can you do for me and what can you do for me right now. And, you know, I've seen so many people who they, they literally look at the card and they think, well, you know, I, they can't do anything for me, so I don't care. And they pitch it. But talk about the giving because that is what you have based your business on. And obviously it's been very successful. But why? You know, because it does seem kind of counterintuitive. If I'm always giving, then... When am I getting? Yeah. 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 You know, how is that going to work? Yeah. First of all, we all love to be around the person who is helpful, who is giving and... Who's helping us? Mm -hmm. So be that person to other people. Add value. Help them out. um, 
you know, Bob Berg's book, The Go-Giver, mm-hmm. is now an international bestseller and published, I think, in 25 languages or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the philosophy of Behind the Moon and kind of our foundation, which is be a giver. And if everyone comes to an event giving, you're going to right. get mm-hmm. something back, maybe not right away, but somewhere down the line, you will receive so much more. And I hear this endlessly from people. You know, Sabrina, you were right. Bob Berg is right. You know, mm-hmm. this, you guys have something here. Um and it doesn't always come back to you from the person you helped. Right. So it comes back, you know, because people are out there talking about you and what you did mm-hmm. for them. That next person's hearing that, mm-hmm. and they want to know more. So, Well, and, and I remember one of the things Bob said was, you know, now you don't give to get, a, get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there are those people who do that. You know, they just give, 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 and then, you know... For one thing, it gets to be expected. You mm-hmm. know, oh, well, that person's always going to do this for me. Or they're always, you know. And, and then when you do need something and you ask for it, they look at you like, what? No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that was is one of the, the keys that is so important about this. And whether you're doing it online or, or, you know, out in the real world is, you know, you give and don't expect to receive, but you know that you will. If you're giving in the right way is probably the, the best way to say that. Yeah, giving for the sake of giving. Right. And, I mean, it's a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And just start focusing on giving and how you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, people want to ask you how they can help you, usually. Mm -hmm. You know, and at some point, like Bob says, you need to evaluate, Mm -hmm. is this relationship working for me? Yeah, if it's all one-sided, then no, maybe not so much. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a friend of mine in town told me about a gentleman that has something he calls the rule of two favors, where he will not ever ask anyone for something till he has done two favors for them. You know, and that's just, I thought that was such an interesting Mm -hmm. way to look at things. It's like... I need something from Deb. Mm-hmm. I want to be connected to someone. So I am going to see what I can do for Deb. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, in that instance, you are thinking about ultimately what, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah what I need. But what if you just did that mm-hmm. for most anyone? Look for two things that you can help them with, whether it's personal or professional. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think the other thing that people get caught up in is they think, you know, well, we're giving away everything. Am I giving away my product or my service? You know, hello, I need to make money. Mm-hmm. I need to eat too. So what do you say about that? You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. is it, you know, you should offer things for free? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you tell people? Yeah, you know, I had an interesting conversation with a gentleman at one of my networking events in January. And we, he was, we were talking about networking and what he asked, what he should be doing or what should his focus be. And we got to talking about adding value. You know, and he says, Sabrina, I am just really tired of giving away my design services for free. Mm-hmm. And I get nothing back. I never get their business, you know, when I do right. that. And, of course not. People often don't value that which they receive for free. Mm-hmm. So, no, adding value is never, well, it's not, um, never say never, but mm-hmm. it's not, <laughs> it doesn't mean giving anything away for free or even discounting your services. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people, there's a higher perceived value when your product is much more expensive right. than everyone else mm-hmm. and believe it or not people will pay for that mm-hmm. so no it's not about giving things away for free or discounting just to get the right. deal mm-hmm. so you know well and and of course the problem is if you discount it once then they expect the discount yeah. and maybe you discounted say your hourly rate you know mm-hmm. so you gave you know one person you charge $50 and the next person you charge 75 well then what if those two talk to each other yes then the person who paid 75 is rather annoyed yeah well and think about you know the person who received the discount or is getting free services mm-hmm. 
I know that as soon as he has a paying client, he's, his time will be dedicated right. to that mm-hmm. client where he, you know, the person paying, who's giving him money, the guy needs to feed, eat, you know, mm-hmm. feed his family. So I want to pay, mm-hmm. and you get right. what you pay for. So I would rather pay for what I need. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not about discounting or giving anything away for free. It's about helping them. How can I help you? How can I add value? How can I enhance your day today mm-hmm. or tomorrow or the next day? Right. And it's really a, a conscious effort to keep people in your mind. And I think that's where social media is key. People are in front of you and you're reminded mm-hmm. about, that's right. I was going to connect mm-hmm. her with so-and-so. Right. You know, and, and so getting connected online is key to continuing, you know, both to remind you of what you need mm-hmm. to do, but staying in front of people, keeping them in front of you and helping them. Right. Well, and, and of course, the one of the big powers of online is it, it makes it so easy for us to help each other. Uh, we've got several people who are posting on Facebook right now. Um, we've got Candy, we've got Jackie, we've got Megan, who you know are listening to us. And thank you, ladies. And and what they're doing is then they're sharing this program with all of their contacts. You know, they're not expecting anything in return, but they know that what you're saying has such great information that they're more than happy to provide that link out there. Exactly. And, and we love that. You know, we have fans. Oh, they like us. They really like us. Thank we you. Sally Field. They love us. They really love us. You know, but, but that really does, you know, to me, that is one of the, the great things about social media. You know, you can have your customers, your clients, your, your business associates post about, you know, it, it, and it's a little tricky. I mean, you, you don't want to just point blank say, hey, give me a good testimonial online. Mm-hmm. But you know, if they feel that, they had a good time, you know, enjoyed the networking event, made good contacts, liked your product or service. If they start spreading the word, you know, kind of being your evangelist online, think of how many people you can, can mm-hmm. be reaching. Mm-hmm. And maybe all it was was you were just kind and nice to them. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, social media has completely changed the the face of my business mm-hmm. and many businesses out there. Uh, just getting online, getting in front of people. And I say the same rules apply online that do in person. Right. You cannot send a link to someone and say, hey, buy my product. Mm -hmm. You know, what type of relationship do you have online? Even if it's only online, what type of relationship Mm -hmm. do you have with that person? Don't post on their wall and share your link and, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. come buy this and come do that. Well, and and to me, it's even, it's a little bit trickier online because Mm -hmm. you lose some of that context. Mm -hmm. You know, we can walk up to somebody at a networking thing and say, hey, I've got this great seminar coming up and, you know, I'd really like for you to attend. And, you know, we've kind of got all those dynamics. Online, if you try that, sometimes you come across as the used car salesman. Mm -hmm. No offense to the used car salesman. But, you know, you, you can get to be pushy online without even meaning to. Yeah, and people, yes, misinterpret that. But Mm -hmm. the same things that you do in the networking event or even just acknowledging people or giving them kudos online is very giving, and that adds value to them, and other people see that. Mm -hmm. You have a captive audience online that's seeing what you're doing, who who you are lifting up, who you're promoting, who you're endorsing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you need to... Associate yourself and align yourself with people accordingly online as well. Right. You know, and, and I tell many people, and I probably say this every program, that when we're online, in, in many ways we, we become eighth graders. Mm-hmm. You know, we are who we hang out with. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so what are you posting about? You know, are you 
posting this great information about people that you know that can be of service to other people or is it gimme 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 it's all about me you know we all love to think that it's all about me i tell people i'm an only child so of course i was raised that it is all about me but how can you give back to people and and maybe it is just posting great links to great information yeah i mean it's what is your audience like online mm-hmm. and what are they wanting to read about mm-hmm. so share those articles with them share connections with with your audience mm-hmm. it's online some people don't like to mix the personal right. and the business mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. uh and it depends how you first started you know with facebook i i, I literally think i have 40 personal friends from high school or college mm-hmm. that i'm connected with and the rest are professional connections for me so I tell those people whom I know personally, I use Facebook for my business, so mm-hmm. just hide my posts if you right. don't want to read mm-hmm. them. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, um, you know, so they have that warning in advance. So, you know, depending on how you started Facebook with and who the majority of your audience is, post accordingly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I Facebook has, has been amazing for my business and the audience that I have and that who am I, whom I'm connected to is, is professional mm-hmm. for me. Great. So, yeah, it works for Behind the Moon. And what I encourage people, if they're not using, you know, LinkedIn, well, LinkedIn is professional, but Twitter and Facebook for business mm-hmm. to, yes, definitely. Right. You know, when we're, we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, let's really talk about that. Let's talk about how to be professional online and, and you know, in a networking meeting where you're meeting in person, too. So how do you do that without coming across as the used car salesman? or the TMI person or, or all those various things. And then let's wrap up with some final tips on just, you know, how to be a successful networker. Great. Thanks.
For our last segment here with Sabrina Risley. And why can't we be friends? If we're not already connected, we definitely should be. Go to my page here on milehighradio.com to the show host page, and you will find all of the information on how to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Um, I probably don't have Google Plus on there. I need to add my Google Plus stuff, you know, all these things. I started Pinterest. Oh, that's kind of different. That's one of those new ones. You can get sucked into all of these. But tell us, Sabrina, how do we find you if we want to connect with you online? Uh, I mean, definitely on our website behind the moon inc.com you know we're on linkedin twitter facebook google plus and those social links are on our website as well and then we have a sign up for our newsletter right um, on the home page mm-hmm. as well you know before the break you mentioned people that like to keep their business and their professional life separate from their personal on you know especially facebook my philosophy is it is very individual. Everybody does exactly what they want on there, and, and nobody should ever be told, gee, this is it's one way or the other. But I also have to say that you never know who you're connected with. So you might be, you know, maybe it's just your family that you're connected with on Facebook, but who are they connected with? Mm-hmm. And so if you have come across as being unprofessional, as being the slacker, as being, you know, all sorts of things online, they're not going to refer you to that new job, that new client, things like that. And you do never know. You know, Maybe it's a high school friend that you haven't seen for 20, 30 years. You don't know what business they're in now. Mm-hmm. You know, So you rekindle that, uh, that friendship, and then all of a sudden they're your biggest client. Mm-hmm. So to me, it is a combination of business and, and personal. But you know, it, it really is up to, to each person to understand. But they also need to know who they're connected with. You know, if, if I'm only going to post business stuff, that's great. But my friends have to understand that. I had somebody that unfriended me one time because all I ever posted was business crap. Hmm, And I went, okay. (laughs) And so then that became my tagline for a while. (laughs) I only post business crap. (laughs) But how great could it be to walk in a room and have your reputation and your brand precede you because people have gotten to know you Mm -hmm. online? It happens many times. You know, we're already setting our brand and our expectations Mm -hmm. of people who come network with us so they know you're coming to network to give rather than get. Right. And so we Mm -hmm. continue to attract people with that same mindset. Mm -hmm. So you can do that in your business and attract people based on what you're posting mm-hmm. online. Right. And you know and and it is a combination of posts. You know you you want to have a little bit of personal, a little bit professional, you know all of those various things even if you're just doing it primarily for one reason or the other. You mm-hmm. know if, if you're really just posting online for business, it was funny I was talking with somebody at, at a behind the moon event and he was an insurance person. And he said, well, you know, he really did just use Facebook for personal use. I said, so nobody in your family buys insurance? Mm -hmm. And he got this really funny look on his face, and he said, oh, my God. He said, my brother just bought insurance from somebody else because he forgot that I sold insurance. Mm -hmm. So even if just every once in a while he had reminded his personal Mm -hmm. friends, gee, you know, I I sell insurance, then, you know, and so I've been working with him to show Mm -hmm. him how to do more and more without – being too much because he he really does prefer that it's it's more just personal for him yeah well and i've taken several of your webinars mm-hmm. and i mean they're amazing i remember one earlier last year where you were mentioning the per- a percentage right. of how much mm-hmm. is promote myself mm-hmm. and how much is give you information mm-hmm. and add value and whether it's links to articles right. or what mm-hmm. the case may be but you know like 10 to 30 percent of what you're posting mm-hmm. can be hey this is what i yeah. do and hey right. come or hey bye and you know and 
and, and you'll find your own mix, you mm-hmm. know, because for some people, they do a little bit more promotion. Some people, they do a little bit less. I typically do about the 70-30 rule. Mm-hmm. 70% of my posts, now this, this is on my personal page. This is not on my business page. My business page is, of course, business. Mm-hmm. But on my personal Facebook page, I do about 70-30. 70% is fun, information. You know, I, I it was, it's, been funny I, of course the last couple of weeks I've been asking people what do you think about the new timeline and getting all those comments there so that's you know that's a, a business type of post but it is a more fun thing I also post links to articles but I'm I'm talking about you know what's on TV what book I'm reading all of the what we've been calling operations sell this house you know mm-hmm. all of those various things but then about 30% of the time or you know 3 out of every 10 my of my posts I do remind people what I do mm-hmm. but I do it in a way that's not the flashing neon signs type of thing mm-hmm. anyhow I hope so <laughs> yeah um you know and and the the thing it, to remember is Sometimes it does change. You know, if I'm giving one of my webinars, I'm going to be talking about that a little bit more than the times when when I'm not. So, you know, you just kind of have that balance. Mm-hmm. And you'll find if people have disconnected fr- from you or, you know, now you don't know that they have unfriended you unless you try and find them. <laughs> but, you know, and, and don't ever follow any of those links that say, mm-hmm. you know, find out who friend, unfriended you. No, no, bad, bad, danger, danger. Um, but if, you know... It, if you are getting a little too salesy, people will tell you, you know, and, and whether it's your best buddy that's on Facebook with you or just a, a casual acquaintance, they'll say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, that or you can see who's interacting, right. liking or commenting mm-hmm. on your posts. Truly, for me, the ones in which I'm selling or promoting uh, an event for Behind the Moon gets much less interaction than those where I am not just posting a quote, but maybe what I like about right. it or a picture mm-hmm. or, you know, just something personal that's still aligned with my business mm-hmm. and giving back and adding value and networking and connecting. Mm-hmm. But those more personal ones or about hiking 14ers or, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those personal posts where people can really identify right. with who you are mm-hmm. as a person sometimes get more interaction. Mm-hmm. So I challenge your audience to try that mm-hmm. and notice where they're getting that interaction. Well, and back to the evangelist thing. The best mix is if your friends are mm-hmm. telling people, hey, you know, Sabrina has this great networking event coming up, so you're never really having to say, mm-hmm. hello, got this great event. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's wrap up with some final networking tips. You know, we've got about five minutes here or so, maybe a little bit more than that. But, you know, back to the person who they haven't really networked a lot. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely terrified of it. So they're thinking, okay, I have to be the salesperson. I have to be this. I have to be that. What do you say to people like that? Um, first of all, we're all salespeople. So yes, but we're selling ourselves. Yes. I hate to tell you that, yes. but we are. But I say, <laughs> you know, forget about the going in for the close and overcoming objections. Forget all that. Form relationships. Network strategically. Mm-hmm. So find where do you want to network, whether it's geography. Where do you want to have clients? Network there. Right. Um, I don't come and network in the tech center because I office up north. Yeah. So why, you know, so some people, their business can be nationwide. Mm-hmm. They can network anywhere. But if you truly, if you have to drive to mm-hmm. your client, or meet them, network in the areas where you're willing to drive. Right. Um, so network strategically. Ask questions. Asking questions of other people, you know, and, and how do you, you actually can never run out of questions. If you think of questions to ask that are forward-focused mm-hmm. and uplifting, you know, what are you most looking forward to in your business or what's happening, you know, what's going well for you mm-hmm. right now? So things that, you know, encourage someone to talk about the positive right. that's going on um, in their life or in their business. You know, following up is always important. 
uh, with those people who can be strategic mm-hmm. partners for you. And one that I love is to just be yourself. Be authentic. Right. People want to get to know you. Well, we can pick out pretty fast the person who is not authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's online or, or, you know, in person, if they're not who I think they are, then why would I trust them? Mm-hmm. And so if I don't trust them, I'm not going to do business with them. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I'm not going to ask my friends to do business mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. um, because I'm not going to jeopardize my personal reputation on somebody that's a little bit iffy. Mm-hmm. Can I sneak one more tip yes. in? Oh, yes. You know, many people these days have two jobs. Mm-hmm. I say network for one job. Ah. So let people know about the one job that you have, okay. J-O-B, whatever, mm-hmm. but that you're passionate about doesn't mean you can't talk about the other one, mm-hmm. but if it comes up in conversation, mention it. But when you're doing your 30 seconds or you're talking to people... Right. It's not the, I do this and I do And this. I do that. Ah. You know, I'm a financial planner and I, I do nails on mm-hmm. the side. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, you know, network for one business, but that doesn't mean at that event, it, should it come up in mm-hmm. conversation, that you can't mention right. the other one. Well, and it's funny, I have people ask me that with regards to social media. They will say, you know, do I have two Facebook pages? Do I have two mm-hmm. linked account end accounts? And by their terms of service, no, you shouldn't. And so I tell them, pick one or the other for each. You know, uh, uh, I told a, a CPA, be on LinkedIn, because that's a very good professional platform for a CPA. Then promote your gardening business on Facebook, mm-hmm. because it's it was just kind of a different market. And they found that that was very successful for them. Mm-hmm. When they were trying to be both on one, it was very confusing. Confusing, yes. Very you confusing know, and, and for the audience. So, you know, just keep those tips in mind. Um, I can't promote Bob Berg's books enough. You talked about the, the questions. He's got in one of his books questions that you should go in prepared to ask, and he has 10. 10, yep. yes. And, of course, you're not going to ask all 10 of those questions. Mm-hmm. But know them and be able to go in and ask somebody. Some of it is, how did you get started in this business? Mm-hmm. You know, because we all love to talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you give somebody that opportunity, they're thinking, wow, mm-hmm. that was just the coolest conversation in the world, and they didn't find anything out about you. But you just really stroke their ego by asking questions about them. And we, they remember that. We love to talk about ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is that is one of the hardest things, especially at a networking event, when somebody says, so tell me what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just completely not answer. Yeah. But there is a way to, you know, say your 30-second or 5-second, you know, be as brief as you can. And then, but, you know, I'm really interested in hearing more about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those of you who are interested, you can learn more about Bob and his books at Berg.com, B-U-R-G.com. Yeah, and he really does have some fabulous information about how to network, how to to, uh, connect with people. But it comes back to, as you were saying, you know, the reason you started Behind the Moon, it's about giving. Mm-hmm. And, and connecting the right people, the entrepreneurs, all of those things. You know, when I go to the events, I don't see the people there that are from CenturyLink. And, you know, that now there are some, but that's, you know, it, it is much more for the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs is, the, is one of the new terms, the small businesses, people mm-hmm. like that. I go to chamber events when mm-hmm. I want to network with the, the very large companies. Mm-hmm. So that comes back to finding out what works best for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, so who is your client? Um, I remember one of the the events uh, that you were talking. You said, you know, uh, it was it was a, it's a skincare person. You know, if if they're promoting that their business is skincare, their clients aren't really anybody who has skin, because of course, you know, hello, Everyone. we all have skin. Mm-hmm. 
but they needed to find a focus. So maybe it's all teenagers who have acne problems or all of us who are mm, maturing and have some wrinkle problems. So find that because you can't be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the hardest things in networking is people do try to be that. And so then they're not authentic. They're not asking questions because it's, you know, how, how can I do this? How can I give, you know, how can I get, get all this stuff from people all the time? Yeah. Narrow the focus a little bit and help people refer to you by narrowing it down. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to tell somebody, well, you know, you have skin, so you should contact this person, mm -hmm. but I might tell somebody, Hey, you know what? I know that you've got a teenager who's in that age range where they've been having a little bit of problems. Here's a perfect person for them to talk to because exactly. that sticks in my brain more than everybody has skin. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't <laughs> think of anyone to yeah, refer to yeah. you. <laughs> and, and it's really funny because as you're specific, it does help the people help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I tell people I help people who are in the job market. That's one of my big target markets with social media. And then small business owners. Mm -hmm. You know, a big business isn't going to come to me for social media because they probably have somebody mm -hmm. on staff who does that. Mm -hmm. But you can teach them. You do a great job at that. Well, thank you, thank you. And, <laughs> and I do have webinars coming up. And you can always go to my website, which is debcareer.com, to find out that information. But, you know, one final thing. If, if you can tell the – say it's my students – who have never been to a networking event, they've gone through the little list, they've thought, okay, you know, I want to try these. Now what do I do? You know, and, and, and so that they don't have the deer in headlights look. You know, is it just you just have to start doing it? You do. You do just have to get out there and take the leap, but take a friend with you, like mm -hmm. you said, a friend or a colleague, or contact the organizer of the event. Let them know you'll be there or find out a little bit more about what, what right. happens at the event. Or do your research mm -hmm. and know a little bit in advance. It'll just ease your nerves. But know everyone gets nervous when they first start out. Well, and we're all there to network. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one of the, the big things that people forget is, you know, whether they're comfortable doing it or not, we're there to network. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't feel like going in and saying, hi, I'm, you know, Deb Creer and I help people with social media. Now, if I interrupted a conversation, they might be annoyed. But, mm -hmm. you know, they're there because they want to meet people, too. Mm -hmm. And so just keep that in mind. Don't be the deer in headlights. Take the deep breath. I am going to say this, and I said this to my students, watch the alcohol. Now, of course, they're, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, because that is one of the, the tricky things when you're going to a networking mm -hmm. thing, because then you can over-network. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus, you want to keep f hands free, mm -hmm. so don't right. be holding a drink all night. And and don't have that cold drink in mm -hmm. your right hand, because mm -hmm. then you shake hands, and they go, mm -hmm. woohoo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, yes. great. Well, this has been absolutely you, fabulous. Dad. You know, we will definitely have you back, um, you know, because you have so many great networking tips to share, whether it's online or in person. And to me, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about building those relationships pe with people. Yes. Thank you for having me. Great. As always, could not do this program at all without our fabulous man behind the glass, Scott. It's kind of like, you know, Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. Scott makes sure that everything goes well and that we have this recording that people can listen to. And, you know, otherwise we would just be sitting here talking to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So great. Well, uh, for everyone out there, BehindTheMoonInc.com is where to find Sabrina and her great events and her networking tips. You can find me at DebCareer.com, and we will catch you next time. This is a song from uh, Toy Story. Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening. Program.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.